What's up, Ding Dong? Uh, you know what um, song we need at the beginning here, if you wouldn't mind, Brad? What you need? Uh, the Boy is Mine, Brandy Monica. Got it. That is not the direction I expected Brandy. you to take. The Boy is Oh, listen, I know I from Brandy and Monica, enough. this was my middle school, it's I mean, not, not my middle school jam, it was a middle school jam. Is mine. I'm just telling you, that's our second karaoke song. The first one is, we got nothing to bring <laughs> It's going to be that Barry Gibb, Barbara Streisand combo, but I think the boy is mine. I would, Don't you, Brad? That's a good karaoke for me and Corey to take on. Absolutely. I'm far more comfortable with the boy is mine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Um, this is a podcast. We talk about the movies. I'm Rachel Morgan. I'm Corey Kraft. Um, yeah, we talk about the movies. This is the official podcast of the Sidewalk Film Center and the Sidewalk Film Festival, which is coming up as you hear this pretty soon, I imagine. Yep, and we're in beautiful Homewood at the Boutwell Studios, and we're, um, you know... We're well assembled here. That's right. Not because of us, but because of Batwell. That's right. So let's start talking about the movie. Let's do it. Get ready for a five-minute fight. Five-minute round one fight. Okay, so hold on a minute, Brad, because you know what? Don't start the timer just yet. Okay. We got a five-minute fight. There's no doubt about it. That's right. And and, uh uh-oh. I'd like to preface this five-minute fight by saying something. We are fighting about a movie, and that movie we're fighting about today, everyone, hold your horses, uh-huh. is Barbie. Barbie. But I want to point out to you uh-huh. that we are fighting about the movie itself. That's I am right. not fighting about the fact that I'm not upset at all that a female director has now come and wrapped up that box office in the way that Greta did. Oh, you're I'm not? I'm happy about that. You're into all that? I want to talk about the. We're talking about the film. Sure. I'm, okay. I'm definitely into all that. Now, I will say this. I won't call it breaking a glass ceiling because breaking a glass ceiling suggests that there are other people who are going to come through that ceiling. And I will say it's broken the glass ceiling when we see that happen. Yeah. I, okay. So, but okay. Again, this is, we this might is not need to go. This is pre-fight. Um, you know, we've had major box office performers directed by women before Wonder Woman being the most noteworthy example of the last I don't know, five years or something, but but you you are right in saying, of course, that it's few and far between. I think optimistically we can hope that another major blockbuster comes from a female director down the pipe soon. I just hope they give women opportunities yes. and, and to to direct and to write and to make more films. We can be optimistic, but the truth of the matter is we still aren't paid equally. Sure. So let, I'm just going to say it. It's not broken yet. It's it's it. You know, it's an attempt to break it. Sure. That I agree, and it, and it certainly should be a sign that more women should be given the money bags, just like the men are. But I'm just, I, I we're still in a world where women aren't paid equally, so I can't say that that ceiling has been broken and we're good to go. Okay, and we're, we're all going to just fly through it. That's not what's happening. I'm just saying it. That's fair. But I am happy uh-huh. that this that this did what it did. Okay. Okay. And I'm happy for the team. Um, but yeah, now, now, now. That's Brad, where I think. Rachel's enthusiasm for Barbie ends. <laughs> yes. Okay. This film is a complete fucking disaster. You're out of your fucking mind. What is wrong? How could you leave this movie, this wonderful, joyous comedy uh, that is one of the funniest movies to come from a major studio in years, and and fold your arms and say it's a disaster? It's not that funny, first of all. It's Second of all, it's, it's, not a, it's not a film. It's a meme. 
No. No. Listen, too big to fail. The joke's on us. Everybody decided that they were going to like this film when they released those first images, which, by the way, the Uh, production design is great. Yes. The production design is amazing. Uh Uh-huh. I love the casting. Everybody looks good. Sounds like a really good movie so far. But it's not a film. It's a series of YouTube clips. It's a series of, of GIFs. It's a series of memes. This is not a film. It doesn't have any structure. It's, an, it's a two-hour long. It's 45 minutes too long. And it's a two-hour long Mattel commercial and slash Chevy commercial. It's a Barbie movie. Of course it's a Mattel commercial. I'm not in for this, that. Well, then you and shouldn't then, have bought a ticket. The, the thing not, is, though, that's that That's like, bullshit. That's actually bullshit. No, no, because, no. because the promise that was made to me uh-huh. by was that I was going to see a film. And you did. Not a, tele, not a TV commercial. Not a not a fucking infomercial for Mattel. I, no, this thing's it's a goddamn not an infomercial mess. for There's Michelle. There's too many it's fucking cooks in the kitchen. Brilliantly conceived. It's thoughtfully written. It's very, the, very funny. The message of feminism is convoluted, and it reminds me a bit of this kind of like we're going to let Greta kind of say this, but then we need to come back and kind of smooth over this. How do you, what 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 do you see as having to be smoothed over in well, this movie? One, because all of is, these conservative man are babies are so, pissing are we, their pants. About why are we so worried about Ken emotionally? First of all, I mean, I, not that I was worried about anything or, or really fucking bought into anything because I'm just I don't buy into commercials. I'm not a person that cries at a Super Bowl commercial, right? Or sure. like yes. screams okay. at the screen. I'm not. I didn't buy into this. But like the the film kind of lights up with him. Like that's that's kind of when it's he gets the dance number, which and then and then by the way, there's other moments that are just kind of terrible as as far as approach goes, where you've got kind of like Helen Mirren coming in at the beginning with this voiceover that yes. I was like, oh, it's hurting me. I don't like it. But fine. We can get around it and I, I really wanted to like this thing and then we kind of pop in at about the 75% mark with this weird voiceover from her that's like note to the filmmakers it's a joke it's a joke that's it's not a it's funny called. joke it's, it's a not joke. funny but also it's, it's not a joke a that happens regularly it's a joke that happens kind of as a one-off and it's not funny it, it's it's kind of stupid and it's like okay we get that Margot Robbie is attractive this is fucking stupid what okay what I don't. I mean, I don't. What understand. is the like, film in this? Where is the film? There's a good 14 minute film. If you get in there and cut, mm, you know what? This somebody showed this film to a group of people and they looked at the money that was going to be made and they went, you know, we got no notes. We got no notes. This feels like a film in its early rough cut stage. I'm staggered by this. It's a wonderful film about this Barbie character, Margot Robbie's Barbie sort of quote-unquote coming of age, realizing what it means to be a person, a human person, in a world that is complicated. And the movie has a parallel sort of coming of age arc for Ken because it's ultimately a movie about how, on balance, gender roles, such as the ones that Barbie has historically perpetuated, have been pretty harmful to everybody. That's actually not really the message, though. That's exactly it's, the it's message. It's kind of the me- We kind of start going down that road, and then we kind of come back. It's a, it's, it's all, explicitly it's, textually it's, about that. Oh, there, well, I can tell you this. There's, you're, you're right about one thing. There's absolutely no subtext. This is not a subversive film that 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 was kind of the suggestion. Nobody's right? going to no, accuse Barbie but, of being subtle. It is also, a Barbie movie. But it is also, yes, but that... But could it could be this, I see where Amy Schumer's issues probably lie when when she uh-huh. was originally going to be the person to steer the thing. which would not have been as good. 
Maybe, maybe not. We don't know because that film isn't being realized, right? We don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't think it's fair to say it wouldn't I, have been as good. I know what. I, I don't. Why would you say that? Why? Because, because Amy Schumer's I, heavy I'm set. Pretty familiar with Amy Schumer's comedy. I know what the, that movie would probably be. I, I, and I, I, think, I don't you think that's do fair. Too. No, I don't think that's fair at all. Because I, I went into this thinking I knew what a Greta Gerwig version of this would be. She's not a great writer. Holy shit! Yeah, it's 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 a disaster. It's really it's kind of a like scrambled egg kind of she movie. She is a great if, writer. Noah Baumbach, her co-writer, is a, is a great writer. If there had been I, why she needed a co-writer, I don't know. What? Why uh, we did it. Fucking Noah Baumbach. We didn't. We didn't need a man to co-write this. So this is there's there's maybe eighty minutes. There's a <laughs> I good. I don't understand. There's that. a really good twelve minute film in here. There's a, a decent ninety minute film, but instead what we got is is. 45 minutes too much of of people chasing their fucking tail. And again, I get the appeal. I get the I get the meme, I get the prettiness of the production design. I get the sort of we can pull this part out or pull that part out and but I did had zero fun in this thing. I was, and I didn't well, really laugh. That's the fundamental difference, I guess, because I was kind of hollering with laughter at the many, the, the many jokes. The script and the structure and the messaging is convoluted. I don't think Look, I think that this landed, let's be real, exactly where everybody expected it to land vis-a-vis our respective responses. No, I think when a film has this kind of budget and this kind of potential and this kind of marketing power that it should be good. Yeah, I I know. I know that you think that. I know. I just think that there was very little chance that you were actually going to like this movie. Let's be real. That's not fair at all. I actually went into this really hoping to like it. And by the way, I am a feminist, and I wanted to go in and actually see something that I grew up being not allowed to play with, because uh-huh. my mother is a feminist. My mom was like, we, we don't go down the pink aisle. This is not, you know, this is not what we do. And the body image issues and everything else. And so we, I, I, I was like, I, you know, I don't have the nostalgia for this, right? But I, I would love to go into this and see this toy this thing that i was told you know was not a positive image flipped on its head and i know the story of barbie which my mom probably wasn't as privy to you couldn't just you know google search things sure and so i know the story of barbie and there is some kind of wonderful amazing things to the story of barbie so i was really excited to go in and see a woman take the reins on this thing and kind of turn around something that's problematic and make it into something that's like a feminist statement that is not what happened here it and i I understand the desire to want to like something and to kind of and and to be blind to and i think that that may not be the issue with you i'm not suggesting that because you you you, but i do think this is the issue with a lot of people is that like they bought the outfit they bought the t-shirt they bought into all the bullshit they love the stuff and now it's really fucking hard to go in there and come out and be like you know what that wasn't as good as i thought it was gonna be they got a very deeply considered thoughtful and consistently hilarious Film what is the dojo thing? What, what is what, what is the line about the do- the dojo house? What is this? The Mojo Dojo Casa House. That's not funny. To me, that's just not fucking funny. Well, the, the ho- joke is the not horses, the name the in horse, itself. It is though. No, it's the not. horses thing isn't funny. It, it to me, the writers' room looks like this. The hey, Brad, thing tell me a hilarious. joke really quick. You know what? Whatever comes off the top of your head, let's go with that. But it's fun to say Mojo Dojo Casa House or <laughs> something. Whatever it is. Yes. Um. Oh man. Uh, y- y'all should have seen me and Brad looking at each other when it got heated. Um, Love it. Were y'all worried? <laughs> Look, were you scared? To, about to run in there and break it up. Yeah. Are you scared? Um, okay. Starting out, I was honestly very surprised to hear Rachel say it's a disaster. Um, but I do agree that it is too big to fail. Like, people's opinions were formed the exact second that first promo image was released. Mm-hmm. Um 
But I also think that just because it is indeed full of jiffable and memeable moments doesn't mean it's not a bad movie. Um, it's it's Greta Gerwig's Lego movie. I mean, Will Ferrell even plays the real-world CEO. Um, kind of a flashy commercial for a big company that pretends to maybe have a message and some jokes. Mm. But, mm, um, and... Actually, I really only think Noah Baumbach got a writing credit just because they're married and live together. He was probably like, hey, what are you working on? And just gave her some lines, mm. got the credit. Because, um, yeah, I, he doesn't need to be listed in the credits anywhere. My blood is um, fucking <laughs> boiling. I can't handle this. And also, all these people dressed up in, like, white and pink skirts coming to the cinema to see it. I'm thinking, like, are they going to enjoy their, this? Spending their money, having a great time. Uh, yeah, that was, free this weekend, it was but. awful. <laughs> um, so I did truly start out this fight thinking oh my god i'm siding with rachel but somehow Corey fought back i think and yeah Corey wins yeah i i knew i knew that that's what was going to happen brad i just want you to know that i want i want to go down on record saying i had no expectation of coming in here and winning this not with not with Corey, not with sam and not with the general public but i do want to say this in 10 years Uh (laughs) when all the dust has fucking settled and everybody's pink is faded yeah. I'm on the right fucking side of history. I didn't realize that the Mattel Corporation made a giant purple plastic cross that you can, you know, hang yourself from up there. <laughs> yeah, they did. And you're invited to climb up it, and I'm not fucking going. <laughs> oh, my God. And you know what my favorite part about this whole thing is, too? What? For, you know those OOTD videos, the Bama Rush stuff? Yeah. One of the women who does that, like Kaylin or whatever her uh-huh. name is, one of the most famous ones, came on in her Barbie outfit and starts out the gate just like, and maybe we'll return on, on another episode with this, with, with a, with a audio from this, but she kind of comes out in her Barbie outfit and she's like, Hey y'all, I hope y'all are having a, um, a great day. Not a good day. I'm wearing my Barbie skirt. I'm an OTD. This is my um, shirt from Shein. This is my, and she does the whole thing. Right. Yeah. And then she's like, but I'm actually not having a good day because I just watched the Barbie movie and I fucking hate it. <laughs> i was like girl we are going to talk you're going to come program for the sidewalk cinema um and then the best is she's now released another video where she's in tears because the entire universe came for her ass because she didn't like the film and she has get ready oh i'm ready i'm fucking ready it's me it's me and kaylin against the world um she also you know revealed that she wears hearing aids to kind of show her vulnerability so that she could try to win the barbie argument but and then she had wow. my favorite quote of the year, which was, "I love movies. I like every movie I watch, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't like Barbie." <laughs> oh um, my goodness! Didn't expect to win today, but my winnings come with the test of time. reflections and music 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 exclamation mark mashup well this is a sad occasion it is a sad occasion um yeah i just wanted to kind of take a moment on the podcast i was going to do it in the intro and i thought that's never kind of the right place for this i think just to acknowledge that i mean by the time that you are listening to this it'll be old news but i mean is it really ever old news? We've lost somebody today that is, um, to me, is a fucking icon. Yeah, um, And I'm badass. really kind of, um, I'm, I'm gut-wrenched over this. So yeah. Sinead O'Connor um, died today. 
I guess maybe within the last 24 hours. I don't know if they if we know exactly when. But the, new, the no, news the news, the news broke came out. this afternoon. She was 56 years old as of the recording. The cause of death has not been revealed. And I, you know, this isn't a this isn't really a cinema thing, a film thing, um, except that we did screen the Sinead O'Connor documentary last year at yeah. the 2022 Sidewalk Film Festival um, at the Carver Theater, and it sounded and looked amazing. And I think we can probably, you know, even maybe put in the notes here a link to that to a podcast where we where I talked about that film, and I think you talked about that film. Yeah, a nothing bit too. compares. Really, really strong documentary. Really good movie. And, of course, she also um, has had some music on soundtracks, believe it or not, which is kind of funny. It's like Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Has I wa- really? Yeah, yeah. I want your hands on me, as in like, and, uh, which was um, hilarious at the time when it came out because we were, I can remember all of us being really, really excited that she was connected to that and how weird it was. But which also meant we got kind of like a, a music video with like MC Light. And, anyway, um, and uh, that same song apparently is on the uh, in an episode of Miami Vice, which I didn't know. Sick. But I kind of just wanted to acknowledge it. That's really the, the main thing. Um, but also to kind of ask, especially Brad as a musician, right? Who is who have who is what has happened in your lifetime where you've lost a musician, somebody has passed away, and you've just been like fucking you know jerked down over it because it's a you know heart heart um, heartbreaking. Well, I mean, because of my age, I got to I mean, obviously the first thing I think of is Kurt Cobain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me personally, for a bunch of different reasons, Johnny Cash was actually a big deal for me. Yeah. I was a little bit older, but. So where I, 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 you know, it's that like, I remember exactly where I was when I heard that Kurt Cobain had died. Do you, you remember exactly where you were, Brad? Yeah, I was, uh, I was on the drum line and we were performing at the, we were in Washington, D.C. Oh, damn. On a trip. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. But Sinead, I mean, I also remember the first time I saw this music video. I was super sad to find out that she died. Oh, uh, saw what music video? Nothing. Uh, uh, nothing. Sorry, nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, I mean, I, I, this is what I said during the intro to the film, which was that back in the day when Troy came out, right when when the um, when her, when her first album came out, and and Troy was, I think, the first single on mm-hmm. that album. I think it was Mandinka or Troy, but I remember Troy kind of hitting things before. This is Lion on the Cobra, right? And so uh, it was back in the day before you could like go to whatever I don't know what's the website like dot com where you get a where you get a t shirt printed and you can get anything you fucking want on it, right? Yeah. So like I can get a picture of anybody on a t shirt now and it'll be to me in forty eight hours or whatever. Is you know pre those times because we old. Um, at least Brad and I are right. Yeah. Um, and so I remember finding like a, a Spin magazine that had a huge photo of Sinead O'Connor and you know a review for the album or whatever and i cut it out and safety pinned it on the back of my jacket and wore that nice. until the little you know till it crumpled into pieces because <laughs> um, there just wasn't like access to merch so to speak taylorswift.com backslash store was not you know a thing. Yeah, exactly um and so i remember that and just being feeling so like connected to this artist and wanting to represent this artist so much that i was just like you know basically you know, safety pinning photos to my jacket. Um, not basically, I just exactly what I did. Anyway, it's a sad day for me. Well, it makes um, me twice as sad just knowing that she was only 56 years old. Fucking and tragic. She's dealt with a lot of mental health issues. And and didn't she, she lost a son? She did. Uh, about, yeah. about a year or two ago. I mean. I think we're probably going to hear that that's 
right. what's going on. She yeah. lost a son to suicide. He had been actually hospitalized and mm-hmm. broke out of the hospital and committed suicide. And I, I, I can't imagine what that's like. But I do know that I think that's probably been an earthquake for her right. ever since. Um, obviously, I think that's probably what we're going to hear. Um, but, you know, she's she, as you know from the film, she struggled with uh, parental abuse. Mm-hmm. She struggled with uh, abuse via the church, hence, you know, the the um, ripping of the picture of the Pope and then the backlash. But like, hey, y'all, guess who knew something and was trying to tell us? And we all fucking yeah, acted that, like, not all of us, but like the world acted like a dick to her. That take uh, aged well, Yeah, I would say. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, God, I mean, that's just one of the coolest things that anybody i think has ever done on a national platform um and bravest yeah i mean it's just it's just fucking like who else that's what's so funny is here is a woman who is you know very slight (laughs) um you know despite having a shaved head like incredibly feminine like doesn't present you know in in an incredibly masculine like balls out kind of fucking hard rocking way but like that is the most punk rock shit that was happening at that during that era like that was badass Uh, a brave principled stand yeah that's definitely worthy of respect especially in hindsight since the Many of the abuses of the church have subsequently been revealed, but yeah, and she she herself was personally a victim of that. Yeah. So anyway, I you know we can go on and on and on. Um, I just uh, about interestingly about a year ago, I remember just like having breakfast one morning, and I was like, I'm going to put on um, freaking uh, Line in the Cobra yeah. and just blast it, and um, and did that. And I remember it sort of. It's like one of those things where you put an album up for, you know, seven, eight years or whatever, and you get it back out. And it's like you hear things you hadn't heard before kind of thing. So I had that experience with that album not that long ago um, and kind of had that feeling, I think, because it is around the time that her son had died. I had a feeling then that like, damn, this is going to resonate. You know, like I feel I feel something coming kind of thing. Anyway. Um, terrible, terrible news today, and uh, just wanted to take a minute to acknowledge a acknowledge a film that um, would be a good time to go watch right now. That's right. Um, even if you, even when you are hearing this a couple of weeks later, um, that would be a great film to go watch. And I think it's on Showtime. It is. It's available on Showtime. So check it out there. Yeah. Anyway, so thanks for indulging me there. Appreciate it. All right, trying to be a little more upbeat right now. Um, thanks for listening to Side Talks Podcasts. That's right. There you go. That helps. Whoa. Oh, man. Guess what? What? We're your own personal cinematic Doja Cat and kittens. Whoa. Wipeout. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Get ready. My favorite. You heard this, Jeff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My favorite. I think this is hilarious. Favorite news story of the year <laughs> um, that Doja Cat comes out and says, if you call yourself a kitten or fucking kittens, you need to get off your phone and get a job <laughs> and help your parents with the house. Love Ooh, shit. And so th- here's my favorite part about that, though. Is that then a fan came out and said, well, you're the one who coined the term kittens with a Z. You're the one who did that. So what should we call ourselves now? And Doja Cat said many things, one of which was including, yeah, that's something I came up with when I was a drunk teenager, um, which is really, really nice. Um, But then she also said, 
Just delete the entire account and rethink everything. It's never too late. God. These are people who buy her shit. <laughs> this is this is fucking savage. Beast I mode. love it so much. Yeah. My life, my rules, my style, my attitude, which I'm just going to be writing that on the back of my hand and using that in meetings. Anytime anybody <laughs> disagrees with me, I'm going to say my life, my rules, my style, my attitude, and see how long I can. I don't have the like 26 million followers, even though she now has 26.1 million followers. I think she had like 26.4 million and now she's Oh like no, she million. lost th- uh, 300,000 <laughs> not, not kittens. Even, not even. I think she lost 140k kittens, which leaves <laughs> her with, you know, some amount of, of followers I can't even, oh, you know, I can't even imagine. Kittens. Oh, anyway, I guess the big question here is, uh, well, and I also like that she said, I don't even know y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Which is another one. Um, are you Doja Cat or are you kittens? I'm obviously the kittens here. <laughs> I um, appreciate that. Yeah, obviously. Because like, my life, my rules, my style, my attitude. I know my limitations. I know what kind of person <laughs> I am. And I am the kittens in this scenario. There you go. Oh, thanks to Batwell Studios. Uh, yeah, thanks, Brad. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Why don't you visit sidewalkfest.com and get yourself some tickets to movies we're shown at the festival or shown at the festival, shown at the cinema, but well, also the, the festival, festival too. both. Why not um, get your passes to the festival? You can get premium single tickets if they're available for some of the hot uh, movies we're screening at the festival, but you'll, what you really want is a VIP pass. Let's be real, because the VIP pass will get you into opening night. It'll get you into the opening night after party. It'll get you into all film screening on Saturday and Sunday. It'll get you into our amazing Saturday night party. And you can buy additional tickets, add-ons, very cheap, to our spotlight nights and our opening night after dark screening. So get that VIP pass at SidewalkFest.com. And follow us on social media so you can see all the fun stuff we're doing. You have anything else you want to add, Rachel, about the festival? No. R.I.P. Sinead. R.I.P. Sinead, indeed. So we'll sign off with that. Bye. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.